there's strength in trauma there's strength in vulnerability there's strength in like you know stories there's so much strength and it has given me strength from opening up and talking about my vulnerabilities and expressing the things i went through and every time i express and be vulnerable oh the world is my oyster the world opens up conversations leads to yeses conversation leads to lifetime partnership like i believe that vulnerability is super powerful now Welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. Join me, your host, Samantha Nagel, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, poet, witch, and work in progress for grounding meditations, inspiring interviews, and reflections about spirituality, holistic health, and the world around us. Join in every Thursday as we explore what empowered spirituality means to us in today's world. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. So great to share space with you once again. Um, I'm so excited to bring you this episode. It is featuring, drumroll please, another beautiful person from season one, Bria Blount. I'm sure you remember her. We talked about Christianity and God as well as worthiness and love. Um, she's an amazing and beautiful life coach, and she has also just added some new offerings. So we chat about that as well, but we honestly chat about so, so much, and I'm really excited. I left this um, interview just smiling from ear to ear with the glowing hearts. I think I said that in the intro for Bria last time too, that like her love truly reaches across the screen. Um, and actually this one, just as a heads up, there was no video. Sadly, I was having um, internet issues. So we just did audio. Um, but that also shows like how much love she can truly transmit through just a like a screen with no face on it. It's just so beautiful. But before we get into that, it gave me some great ideas of what I wanted to chat with you about in this intro session or section. Um, in this episode, we talk about um, like procrastination towards the end. Um, and Bria shares this very wise sentiment that procrastination is not necessarily laziness, but it's an invitation for emotional regulation and to see what is going on underneath the surface, right? So instead of pushing past like being a procrastinator, we can look at why we are procrastinating and looking at what's the fear underneath that or even where is that trying to guide us? What is it trying to show us? Sometimes we're procrastinating because it's not a good fit or sometimes we're procrastinating because it's a worthiness issue. It's not that we're lazy. It's not that anything is wrong with us. And so I wanted to riff on that here a little bit as well of how can we follow our emotions because our emotions are truly information. And we talk about this in the episode as well, that emotions are not problems to be fixed. And I think so many of us, as well as me, <laughs> um, have viewed our emotions as problems to be solved, right? And I feel like I have done this for so long, so much of my life. It's been a battle between me and my emotions, me and anxiety, me and depression, 
me and anger, me and worthiness, me and fear, whatever that looks like. It's just been a constant battle, pushing and pulling and kind of that resistance. But what if we can change that a little bit and start to work with our emotions? What if we can see our our emotions as information? Maybe we can see our fear as either trying to keep us safe, um, which could look like being afraid of failure, being afraid of being embarrassed, being afraid of shame, being afraid of loneliness. And those fears are some fears to be pushed through. Or maybe our fear is telling us this really isn't safe. How can we listen to and honor that fear? And how can we spend time with our fear or any emotion and start to learn those nuances and differences? And to really get to know our our emotions, to really get to know what information they're giving us, we need to spend time with our emotions, right? So many people ask me, how do we, how do I differentiate between anxiety and intuition or fear and intuition, right? And the answer really is practice, practice. It's all about sitting with those emotions. If we want to know anything better or learn anything more completely or more deeply, we need to spend time with it, right? If we're studying economics (laughs) in college or school, um, we need to spend time with economics. We need to learn our textbooks. We need to learn from those who have things to offer us. Right? And that's the same with emotions. We need to practice. We need to practice feeling. We need to practice exploring our emotions. Um, and when we do that, we become better and better at interpreting what those emotions are here to bring us, where we can more easily sit with and identify those emotions. The more we've spent time with them, the better we become at interpreting them. Um Another thing I wanted to talk about was balance. Bria has such a beautiful way of holding space for her clients so that she does push them to their growth edge. Um, Kelsey really described that beautifully a couple episodes back, our growth edge versus what's too much. So if you want to hear more about that, go ahead and go back a couple weeks and listen to that. But she pushes her clients lovingly to the growth edge while also holds them in the loving, gentle space. She um, encourages us to be gentle with ourselves while holding ourselves in accountability um, and doing things that might make us feel safely uncomfortable. Um, So I was thinking about that balance when we were done talking of when is it time to push ourselves into something that doesn't always feel like something we normally do, going to our growth edge? And what is us needing to stay safe, needing to rest and lay back, right? And it's hard. That's a hard balance to find. Um, So I encourage you to find that balance as well. Um, And identifying what you truly need can be tricky, right? Um, And this is actually something I just recently gave a presentation about holistic health um, for Sierra Vandervoort's um, Mystic Membership Club. She was a guest uh, about two-ish months ago. And that was a really fun thing to do for her Mystic Membership, which is a really, really great space. Um, 
but I was talking about when our bodies are kind of out of alignment. So one of the ways that can show up is feeling like slow and heavy, uh, like uncomfortably slow, uncomfortably heavy and weighed down and slower digestion, slower digestive fire. And so in that case, our bodies want to be really sedentary, wants to eat also heavier foods to like sustain that imbalance, right? That's kind of the imbalance talking. That's the like um, little micro things in your gut. <laughs> yeah, I'm a health coach. Um, <laughs> that um, like just crave more of what created them, right? So we don't always want to give into those urges when it's going to support our imbalance. But we also have to be aware of when we do need to rest, when we do need to take it easy. And so it can be challenging to find that balance of how do I know if I'm like wallowing? How do I know if I'm just like leaning too far into things that are not really helpful for me? And then how am I also honoring myself and my limits? And that can be tough to decide, right? Um, but I think just like with emotions, it's about practice and it's about awareness, like Bria says in this episode. It's about leaning into spaces where we're just with ourselves. We're in stillness. We practice. Because the more that we listen, the more that inner voice can become apparent to us. I know that for me, I expected to like close my eyes for the first time longer than one minute and then like hear my inner voice be like, hey girl, this is what you should do. Um, and that's not what happened. It like was uncomfortable and it was weird um, and it was like, I felt tension in my body and it just like wasn't super comfortable for me to sit in stillness with myself. So I also took it slow. I took baby steps as Bria says in this episode and I extended my window of tolerance slowly, slowly, slowly. And I was able to practice sitting with myself. And then that inner voice started to peak up and I would start to, it's not like here, like I don't hear another voice, but I would start to hear for lack of a better word, little things that I should do, little like glimpses of what I was truly feeling or truly needed. And then those voices got louder and longer. The feelings that I began to have were like deeper and longer lasting and more clear. So it does take time and it does take practice. Um, and then last thing I wanted to share, the last thing was a practice that has really helped me. I wanted to share this in the episode, but we just ran out of time, so I'll share it here. This is a practice I got from Iris Daly on Instagram. She's also on TikTok. She has the best um, guided meditations on YouTube, I think. And I say that as someone who um, makes guided meditations. <laughs> I think hers are the best I've honestly ever seen. She has like a 30-day um hypnosis meditation challenge. I think it's really amazing. Um, but I, I learned this practice from her, which is that you list out every single thing that you did in a day. And then next to it, you write an up arrow or a down arrow based on whether it gave you energy or drained your energy. And so I think that can be a great way to, to look at where we have habits in our life that just aren't super helpful. Where are we getting really drained in a day? And Bria mentions that this might very well be the three hours of TikTok or Instagram that we spend uh, as much as we hate to admit it, right? So that's a really helpful practice that I love. I am so excited for you to listen to this episode with Bria, part two. 
Bria is a certified life and mindset coach, entrepreneur, writer, and speaker who is dedicated to helping ambitious women gain confidence and overcome self-doubt to maximize their potential. Her mindset strategies bring clarity, direction, and positive support for her clients. Her approach has changed just a little bit since the first time we saw her. Her approach today to mindset coaching is influenced by positive psychology, Tony Robbins strategic intervention, muralistic programming, cognitive behavioral and human needs psychology. Bria is so wonderful, so sweet, such a ball of love and light and honesty. Um, I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. We talk about vulnerability so much, how vulnerability is a strength and also is definitely a practice. We talk about growth. We talk about uncomfortability and like what is safe uncomfortability, what is not so safe uncomfortability. We talk about social media and perfectionism, especially on social media and judgment. And we also talk about procrastination, like I said. I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode with Bria Blount. Hello, everyone. I am joined with a familiar face slash voice. It's Bria Blount. Bria, how are you? I'm doing great. It's so amazing being on this podcast again and just being in the presence of your spirit, Samantha. I'm just so appreciative. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. We were talking before we pressed record, too, that this is just so exciting. And I really love when I can be joined by guests from season one and that we can still support each other and stay in contact and in community. I think it's so special. Most definitely. It's nothing like staying in touch and just kind of seeing what we're kind of up to. So it's just, it's really heartwarming. I know. And I think you're one of the most heartwarming people I know too. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Oh my gosh. So we have some juicy things to dive into today. But before that, I just want to see like what's new, what's been going on. It's been maybe six months to 10 months since you've been on. Yes. Oh, wow. I can't believe it's been that long. It's been going really good. I will say, I think these last couple of months has been such a huge growth in my life. And Mm -hmm. not even saying like, oh, positive, everything was positive, everything was positive. There's been so many kind of, I would say, um, um, like distractions, like a lot of things that I had to learn from, a lot of boundaries I had to set in place, a lot of um, conflicts that I had to deal with. It started to really, I started to change my perspective in life and understanding that the, no matter whatever you go through, it is going to grow you. So when I mm-hmm. go through things, I'm like, okay, it's really hard right now, but it is going to grow me. So figuring out what is the life lessons I need to learn and then learn them. So I don't have to repeat them. I always say that you have two options in life. You can either evolve or you can repeat. And so I really try to not repeat lessons. I try to be very self-aware to make sure I can evolve and learn the lessons and continue growing. Oh, I think that is so beautiful. And I love that you said something like I've been growing a lot, but it hasn't always felt good, basically. And I think that's so important to note that we can be doing everything like, quote unquote, right. We can be learning the lessons and going with the flow. But it sometimes also just feels like tense and 
boundaries are hard and lessons are challenging. So I love that you highlighted that. Oh, thank you. Yes. And I, I've been very aware um, by growth is not easy. And one of the things that I, I love to mention is that when we, you know, by mindset, when we go to therapy, when we do all these things for our personal development, uh, we have to be open and understand that it's okay not to be okay. That is the way to go and how we're going to get that breakthrough. And I'm and even in my life, I'm realizing, okay, I'm going through a hard time, but you know what? It's going to be okay. And enjoying your emotions. You know, if today you feel angry, feel angry. If today you feel sad, but validating your own emotions. And that's how you're going to get through it instead of suppressing it. And so I think it's such of an importance that we kind of understand ourselves. Oh, that is so true. I don't know about you, but I definitely thought I was really great at processing my emotions. Like I would really intellectualize and understand them, but I wasn't really good at feeling them. And I feel like that's a lesson I maybe am learning in tandem to you right now. Mm, That is so powerful. I would say when I grew up, I was so terrible at it. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) suppress my emotions deep down mm-hmm. it got to the point where when I went to college um my friends would just be like why don't you why aren't you emotional like why don't you cry like I've never mm-hmm. I remember one of my friends I've been friends with them for five years and they only saw me cry once and they're like yeah. it's like shocking and I was like I was just you know I was raised to be strong and you have to do this mm-hmm. and do this way and not until I started really really going to personal development that I realized that that in order for us to really accept and enjoy the human experience we have to accept and enjoy the feelings that it comes through and those feelings sometimes are not a pleasurable ones and when I started to like be okay with me feeling maybe depressed today or or angry or frustrated like being giving myself the space to feel this way and not trying to like okay I have to go take a run I have to go hang out with my friends I have to do everything so I can feel happy but in reality my body is telling me hey I'm angry or I'm sad right now can you like give me some time so I can deal with the sadness or I can deal with this right now and then go through with your life you know continue going with your day-to-day schedule but I think it's so important to just stop and, and feel your emotions Mm, yes. And I think it's such a sign of a good coach, too, that you're able to have that emotional awareness, like you said, and maturity um, and, and bravery to feel those challenging emotions, because then you're also able to lead others through those challenging emotions as well. Most definitely. Yes. I love one of the biggest things about coaching that I love to do is I love to listen. <laughs> I know yeah. it's like so like, you know, very simple, but like, I love to intentionally listen. I believe that a lot of answers are in the power of listening. So I, mm-hmm. every time I coach with anybody, like, of course I'll do my own, you know, side things and reviews and all that kind of stuff. But the biggest things that I try not to be is have all the answers. And I just want to be like, okay, I want to hear your side of the story. I want to listen. I want to validate your emotions. And I want to figure out how can I help guide you to who you know you already are. And that's the biggest thing I love is just listening to people's stories. Mm, And I love what you said there. How can I help guide you to where you already know you need to be, who you already are? Like the the person we're helping does have the wisdom. We're just kind of a, a space for them to explore that. 
Exactly. Yes. I always believe that. I tell my clients, they'd be like, oh my God, you have all the answers. I was like, no, I don't. Like, <laughs> like, I have strategies, but at the end of the day, you take those strategies and you find it within yourself. Um, and and I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just along for the road trip, but I'm, I'm not the answer. And I, I, very, I really, um, you know, want to have that space to all of my clients and everybody to know that, you know, you, we have the strength to be the best version of ourselves. We just have to allow it and become very confident and knowing that like, let your traumas be your, tri- like your triumph, like embrace mm-hmm. those bad stories and knowing that they made you who you are today. And we run away from those bad stories to the point where we suppress it. We like do toxic things, but if we really figure it out that it's like, there's some beauty and the things that did not go so right in your life. And we can like have that beauty. That is where you can be unstoppable. Oh, I love that. And there's such a balance there of like, how do we honor our limits and not push ourselves and not like dwell in those feelings? But how do we also feel them and spend time there too? It's such a tricky balance for me too, to, to come up with. Most definitely. It is tricky because it there are some unpleasantable feelings that people mm-hmm. want to feel, which is completely understandable. I think one of the biggest things that I even I look towards is what are the lessons that I need to learn? Like if you went through a bad breakup or you are mourning a family member or you're just going through a really hard time understanding, okay, take a step back like being mindful of what space you're in, being aware that you're in that space. I think most people were not even aware that we're in that space right. and the time and saying, okay, this is what's happening with me now. This is where I want to go. What in my life is holding me back from, from being there? And I think we really have to tell ourselves the truth. I know that maybe I need to ask for help or maybe I need to call a friend, or maybe I need to go to therapy, or maybe I need to take a run. So it's like really like asking ourselves the honest truth. And I always say when we have these ideas of goals, there's one thing from like, I want to do this. And there's another thing from like micro goal in it. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I always say, this is where you can have like a guarantee offer that you're going to make that dream come true is because what does it take for you to work every day to make that dream come true. So let's just say, if it is like, I want to have $10,000 a month. Okay, now work backwards. Mm. What does it take for you to make a dollar a day? What does it take for you to make $2 a day? And continue on those small micro goals so you can able to get to the bigger ones. But if we get so far to the bigger ones, it's just like, we don't know how to get there. So we're, we're, we're rushing, we're doing everything as possible. We're doing the cheat codes to it. But in reality, we just need to do the small ones. And I think that's the same thing Mm -hmm. with trying to get out of if you're in a depressed spot, if you have an anxiety, just take time to do something small for yourself. If it's like, man, I'm having like a really bad day. Well, have a bad day for 24 hours, but tomorrow you're not allowed to have a bad day. Mm -hmm. Like I'm gonna do whatever possible have a bad day. I'm gonna go out to go eat a burger. I'm gonna go watch Netflix. Like I'm not gonna take a shower today. Like Like, give yourself this freedom to have that bad day. But then it's like tomorrow having that promise for myself that I have to get up. I'm gonna go work out. I gotta do things. But she's like, I'm making that promise to myself. And the next morning it's like 
now you're like energized. I'm doing things. I'm doing this. But you had that space to allow yourself to feel all those emotions. But mm-hmm. now you're not allowed to. Now you're allowed to like, okay, now you can do take baby steps to get you to a stronger path. I love that so much. I love the idea of just letting yourself have a bad day. And I feel like I actually experienced that recently where I was like, I'm just going to take a sick day and I'm just going to wallow in this and I'm going to do things that I like to do and like just comfort myself and not worry about movement or any of that. I'm just going to like sit in this bad day. And I noticed after that like really bad day, the next day wasn't necessarily good, but I felt like I got a lot of that like out of my system almost. Right. It's so powerful. That's something that one of my, my best friend, um, she actually taught me that because I'm all, I used to be a person that if I'm like having a bad day, I was like, all right, I got to change it around. We're mm-hmm. going to like double the work <laughs> yeah. and turn it around. And it just, it's just never worked. I'm then I will be down for two weeks. And yeah. I remember one day I was just like, I'm having like a not so great day. Like I'm just having a bummy day. And then I remember she said, she told me, she was like, have a bummy day. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> she's like, yeah, if you want to have a bummy day, but she's like, but tomorrow morning, you're not allowed to have a bummy day. And so she's like, go get your favorite restaurant. Go, go not, don't go to the gym, go watch your favorite Netflix show and just have a bummy day. And I thought it was like, oh, that's hot. That's funny. And I did. And I was like, I'm crying. I'm what I'm doing whatever it can. Like, I'm just, I'm embracing the bumminess. Yeah. <laughs> but then the next day I was like, ev- all those emotions was already out of me. And mm-hmm. so even though it wasn't like the best day ever, it was a part of me was like my body, my soul and my mind needed that. And once it has that, I'm no longer trying to suppress it for days and days and days to the next thing you know, I, I explode on somebody else. I explode on my own life. I, mm-hmm. I, I end up being down for a month because I had no way to release it. Mm. Wow. Your friend gave you such beautiful advice. I love that so much. <laughs> I always take that with me. Yeah. I love what you're sharing and I love how vulnerable you're being and really saying that our emotions are not our downfall. Our emotions are part of our strength. It is. That's something that I've learned very huge this year mm. is that even like going on to an emotional intelligent journey is knowing mm. that let your emotions like embrace them and, and embracing other people's emotion. I think when we start to mm. become aware of our own emotion, we also start to become aware of other people's emotion. And when you start to become aware of other people's emotions, now you know how to communicate efficiently. And you start to know like, okay, this person's getting very defensive. So let me just yeah. take, take, let me take some time out of this conversation and come back to it again. So I really start to understand other people's emotions and how like we all in some way run from it in a way. But when we can embrace it, we have a conversation that is allowing those, those like validation emotions back and forth. Then there's no, there, hopefully there won't be like no pain or no self-defense or no, no like toxic type of conversation. There will be an open space conversation. Oh, I love that. And I love when you hit on resistance and how it's really true that whenever we resist that like crappy day, or if we resist anger, like it doesn't just go away. It might be suppressed, but it comes through and it's, 
so much more simple in the long run when we can just sit with that. But it takes a while to learn that for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's not an easy road, but it's, it's oh. Yeah. So I know that in your coaching practice, you really love to weave honesty in there. So I feel like what you're saying is about being honest with yourself too. This is honestly how I'm feeling and not running from it anymore. Yes. I am a true, true believer of self-honesty and I don't think Mm -hmm. it's an easy road to have. Um, And because it's so easy, especially I think when it comes to other people, because we we look towards validation for other people yeah. for example, if we are feeling very insecure we might post a selfie just mm-hmm. to get validation for other people or we'll ask my friend do I do I look this way in the jeans and they, they'll just build us up like yeah yeah I do I do great 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 but in <laughs> my mindset maybe you know your doctor is like hey like you need to be on track to make sure you don't have diabetes, stop eating salt, you know? So something that's small is like that, but it's like being honest with ourselves and this understanding is like, okay, I'm having a hard time with a breakup. Um, and this is not an easy thing for me to say, but I need help because I am stuck in a loop or I'm stuck in this cycle or my career is not going where I want to and I need help. And the big thing that I have started to realize when it comes to honesty is that it's not by yourself. Like most of the time when you become honest with yourself, you start to realize that you need to, that you need other people to get you to that goal. And I realized that help, asking for help is not weakness. Asking for help is wisdom because we cannot do it alone. And it's important for like, I need some help. I need a guidance because I want to be this type of person in the future. So therefore, Mm -hmm. if I'm taking responsibility for my life, for my mental health, for my career, for whatever it is to tackle on it. And I I believe that honesty is really hard. (laughs) Yeah. we We have to say, we have to see our own red flags. We have to say, oh my God, I remember a couple months ago, um, I was in like a relationship and I had this mindset like thing of like, oh my God, I was the red flag. Like, I was like, like, it was, was, you know, months and months of me like, it's just, it's just that other person. It's just that other person. It's Mm -hmm. not me. But then I, you know, I'm going to therapy. I have a lot of coaches. I have a relationship coach. And I remember she said, like, you're like, I need you to take a look in the mirror and ask yourself, what are some three key things that you are doing wrong just because of your insecurities? And Mm -hmm. I wrote it down. It was like way more than three. (laughs) (laughs) I realized it's like, if we don't actually say I'm the red flag, and these are my insecurities because of my past relationship, because my past job. How can I make sure I don't enter? How can I make sure I can enter security in my next phase? You know, maybe it's that I'm always self sabotage, or maybe mm-hmm. you're always like you don't have, you have trust issues, like whatever it is, or maybe you're not good at money and you're just like I'm too scared to tell anybody. But it's like being honest with yourself. So it's like, all right, I'm bad at money. Okay, what can I do in order to have financial freedom? I need to mm-hmm. do some research. I need to maybe ask a financial advisor. I need to figure out how much I'm spending. So it's just like telling yourself the truth and it sucks and it hurts. It's very much harder because of now this generation, 
it's so filled with social media mm-hmm. and there is a lot of like self-image of like this is who, who I want to portray but this is not who I am and I think it's important for us to realize there's a significant difference and we can disassociate mm-hmm. from the the fake social media aspect and tend to actually the human experiences that is when we can start seeing our true authentic self Mm, oh my gosh that's all so good and I love the vulnerability of realizing like I was the red flag and I my goodness I totally relate to that and I know that last time you were on I was gonna say last week but last season when you were on we talked so much about worthiness and I love that you're really finding this balance of you're worthy even if you have red flags right you're worthy even as you acknowledge the things that need improving on so how do you um, like how do you guide folks to have that balance of worthiness, but also like honesty and accountability? Oh, it's so powerful. So there's this quote I've been saying a lot lately, <laughs> but I strongly believe it. The quote goes, I attract who I attract who you are, not what you want. Mm. And I love that quote because I think it's a big definition of self-worth. Um, we, we can say, I want this type of lifestyle. I want this type of job, blah, blah, blah. But like the people refer to like your future self versus like your child self mm. and experiencing your future self. You have to ask yourself, what is your future self doing every single morning? Mm. Is your future self working out? Is your future self getting up early? Is your future taking care of their skincare? Like what are the small things that got them to your future self? And if you're not doing that in a daily routine, how are you going to get there? Um, And so I think a big thing is recognizing, okay, I know who I am, but as well as if I want to attract the things that I want in life, you have to figure out what do I need to do for myself in order to get Mm -hmm. there? And what are some things that I'm lying to myself because it's comfortable? I think comfortability will kill dreams. And always, always get uncomfortable. And it's scary. It's so scary. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying get uncomfortable and be happy go lucky. I'm (laughs) saying get uncomfortable and be scared. Like Mm -hmm. every every time I challenge, I challenge all my clients every single call. I ask them, okay, what type of uncomfortability, you know, are we striving for this this week? And and they're like, I'm striving for maybe like going live on social media. And I was like, how do you feel? Oh, I'm so scared. I'm going to be judged. I was like, well, first of all, be scared. But know that it is not about you. It's about the value that you're giving. And I think that's the one biggest things that I have learned over my self-worth and have I learned how to become very, very secure now. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I go online, like I'm just like, oh, whatever. I didn't really brush my hair that much, but here, <laughs> here is the fun fact. <laughs> and that's one thing I'm really, really doing for my TikTok now is just showing mm-hmm. up regardless of how I look because I know in my heart that my the things that I'm doing in my life I am going to be the answer to many many people's prayers and so regardless of what I look like whatever I speak whatever I have value for therefore it's for somebody else it's not for me it's not reflecting off of like my what I look like what my lip color that's not that's not going to happen and but the words are going to get the most out of that positivity and understanding Mm -hmm. like you know what Maybe somebody needs to hear this today. Maybe they need to hear it's okay to take a break. Maybe they need to hear like you are worthy, but figuring out what what is making you insecure, 
what are, what, what are you doing? Are you doing anything to get yourself in a secure mindset? Are you, are you asking for help when, when mm-hmm. you need help? And those are the things that will make you more secure or make you more worthy is when you can really have a real conversation with yourself and mm-hmm. say not that nice things, but saying like the truth and the truth, I always said truth hurts so badly, but it will set you free. Mm, that is so true. Um, true. <laughs> um, I love everything that you're saying. And I love, I like see a connection here between going live and being your authentic self and like just looking like how you look like, but then also being honest about where you're at and maybe asking for help, but maybe just like saying what you're actually going through to someone. It's giving permission to others too. So when we tell someone, when they ask us how we are and we tell them honestly how we are, it might be a surprise for them, um, but it's also giving them permission to be honest with their feelings as well. So it really does create a ripple effect. Have you seen that happen in your life? Oh, hands down. When I was, I, when you said that question, I like completely went into my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I have this amazing, amazing, um, close girlfriend groups and mm-hmm. we, we very much strive on accountability as well as honesty mm-hmm. with each other. And our number one rule is making sure we have honesty when it comes to how we are feeling. Mm-hmm. And so because we're so close, because, you know, we just trust each other. And so I've, I've been spending a lot of time with them this week. And I remember I woke up, you know, it's the first thing we do. It's like, I ask them how they're doing and they, they vomit to me about what they're doing. Like, oh, I'm not feeling great. I feel like this. I feel like that way I'm doing this. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But it's just like, I want to have that space to be, you're not going to be judged um, and a space to be okay to tell tell us how you actually feel and it's vice versa to me because I used to be the person people like how you doing I'm doing good I'm doing fine (laughs) and I walk away but in the meantime I'm actually not doing okay I'm actually not doing fine but having a space of friends that I can be like you know what I'm not doing okay it's been a really hard day work has not been great meetings have been canceled I have a big headache and I just don't know what to do just having a friend being like hey I'm here for you and I want to sit in the space with you and just know what can I do to help you? And I, I have, I'm so, so grateful to have that type of friendships where it's just like being in a safe space as well as have friends to call you out on your BS. I think that is mm-hmm. super important. Uh, I was telling a friend of mine last night, I was like, the number one thing I don't want to have in my life is I don't want people to always agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> I want yeah. people to push me to challenge me to say no I believe in this this is my opinion and I'm like yes yes tell it to me because at the end of the day we all have different opinions we're all a human experience regardless if I'm going to go through your opinion or I'm going to stick with mine I believe that if we have different opinions we can have an open-minded mindset where my mind don't have to be closed-minded regardless if I agree with it or not agree with it I want to hear the point of views so I can have that knowledge to the future and I think it's so important to have friends that will call you on your bs that will say you know what what you did was wrong you know mm-hmm. you, I you told me you know I see who you are I know your self-worth but the actions that you took today was wrong Mm -hmm. and so let's talk about it and that's the type of friendship you need because that's how you're going to grow that's how you're going to become the best version of yourself and I'm just 
I'm, I'm very grateful to have that type of things. But that's one thing that I personally, I look for when it comes to close people in my life is to have that truth and to have, even though it sucks and it hurts and you probably don't want a friend to tell you that, <laughs> but it's going to make you a better person. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like when you establish that grounds of honesty with your friend group, when they do tell you things that are harder to hear and almost, I would imagine it's almost like less challenging to hear because you're already on that page of honesty and vulnerability. Does that feel true to you? It's so true to me. Mm. I feel like that will be probably, this is my year of vulnerability. I wow. will say very, very strongly. And when I was younger, I had a really hard time with vulnerability. If anybody mm-hmm. knew me when I was in high school, even in college, like people would be like, you're just not vulnerable. I remember one of my friends, like she called me a robot because like I didn't express any of my emotions. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. I just felt like, you know, as I was raised, it was just kind of to be strong, to do business, do blah, blah. It was just very like, you know, you know, I had a great childhood, but it was just very like a little bit cutthroat to get to mm-hmm. me to my success. And I started to develop these emotions and realizing what do I, how do I unpack this? How do I figure this out? How do I navigate it? And it just kind of slowly, slowly, I started to realize my, there's strength in trauma. There's strength in vulnerability. There's strength in like, you know, stories. There's so much strength and it has given me strength from opening up and talking about my vulnerabilities and expressing the things I went through. And every time I express and be vulnerable, oh, the world is my oyster. The world opens up conversations, leads to yeses, conversation leads to lifetime partnership. Like, I believe that vulnerability is super powerful now. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. And I can so deeply relate to not being vulnerable for most of my life. And I don't know if if you relate to this, but I would do this thing of like, fake vulnerability. So I had like a couple (laughs) go-tos that were like outside my closed heart that sounded vulnerable. Um, But when it came to like deeply sharing my painful emotions or even like my authentic joyful emotions that still felt very tender, um, I was incredibly closed off and I'm still, still like in the process of opening that up. I love that. That's amazing. That's such a beautiful, I I was just like that. I would not open my heart to nobody um and people will try to you know my my thing is if you continue to like (laughs) continue to like I say bark at the dog but trying to get me to open the (laughs) open my heart I will I will I will go farther and I will go off the leash (laughs) (laughs) so it was kind of like it was a very hard balance and yeah I found like a good person that was just like hey I, I you are who you are and mm. I like who you are and I'm going to embrace my emotions and hope and hopefully down the road you will do the same and it kind of like it kind of gave me the because I was everybody I'm so everybody was so I was so used to people pushing my emotions on and I never had somebody that was just like you are who you are girl like you know yeah. <laughs> you do you and that given the space of me being myself and seeing how she becomes vulnerability gave me the space to be like, okay, this is not so bad, you know? Okay, yeah. baby steps. Okay, now they're not going to break my heart or now somebody's not going to use that against me. Um, and so slowly I started doing that, but slowly I saw 
I became, I had more strength. I had more confidence. I had more self-worth. And I was like, why was I so scared? I was so scared of rejection. I was so scared of people hurting me. I was all, this was my fear, which it was completely acceptable, but knowing that I shouldn't run away from it. There's actually some strength to it when I continue this. And it led me to more beautiful path than it wasn't. Like, I think I was, I, um, it was, I was a little stuck in not becoming vulnerable. And when I became vulnerable, it was like this whole different life has completely mm-hmm. shifted. And I was like, whoa, I thought it was scary on this side, <laughs> but turns mm-hmm. out it's so beautiful. Yeah. And it was like this, all these lies I was telling myself. And I realized these, these lies are not who I am. And that's mm-hmm. when I just began to just take baby steps and slowly becoming vulnerable. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that you said it's like painful and challenging. Well, it, it makes me think of the like very cliche, but very beautiful analogy of the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. Like the caterpillar literally goes from like, goes to like mush. <laughs> it's not pretty. It doesn't feel good, but then the result is so beautiful. And so if we can kind of safely and, and of course, gently navigate that discomfort, like you ask your clients, we can have that beautiful result at the end. Oh, and by the way, I love that question. I wrote that down. What uncomfortability are we striving for this week? Is that what it was? Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I'm going to answer it. I think my uncomfortability that I'm striving for is to be more authentic and answer, how am I doing more honestly? Ooh, that is a great one. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. And that's something that I would tell like my clients to um, write down every time you accomplish it, write it down. And when you accomplish it for a week, mm. give yourself a reward because we only want to reward good behaviors and we never want to reward bad behaviors. Mm. Um, and so when you can reward yourself, that's me. You'll give you, um, it'll give you your body and your soul like, Oh, this is actually good for me. Mm. And so when I continue to get uncomfortable and you reward that comfortability, you, your body craves it again because you reward good behaviors. Mm, I love that. And it's also telling yourself like, Hey, and like your inner child too. Hey, little one, it's okay to be this vulnerable or do this new thing. Like, look, look, we did it. I love that. That process of reflection. It's beautiful. I love that. Yes. You gotta give, you have to give your inner child a hug and you have to reward it. Sometimes it's, it's your inner child can be sad or it could be angry. And it's just always recognizing like you're growing And it's okay to reward yourself. It's okay to be a child sometimes. As I began the journey of shifting my career to a job that aligned with my values and beliefs, having an education in health coaching has been transformational. Through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, you can become a certified health coach to empower your relationship with food, health, and wellness, live your dreams, earn while you learn, and embark on a new path. 
Join the global community of like-minded change agents who are here to empower, inspire, and motivate you to create the life you've always dreamed of by clicking the link in the show notes. And by doing so, you'll receive $2,000 off tuition when you pay in full or $1,500 off tuition if you choose the payment plan option. Or you can mention my name, Samantha Nagel, spelled N-A-G-E-L. Discover how to take a holistic and nourishing approach to health and wellness today. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Oh, you said something. I want to talk about your new courses and that kind of realm that you're diving into, but I did have, um, I wanted to follow up on the social media comments you made. You talked about how we like really compare ourselves and we have this false image on social media. How have you protected your own like energy and health around social media and, or how do you guide your clients to have a healthier relationship? So big. Oh, so sorry. Oh, no, you're good. I love this question. Yeah. <laughs> it's so big. 98% of my clients deal with um, yeah. pressures and judgment. Yeah. And um, I started my journey probably about two years ago of even recognizing that I need to be this way, or I needed to do a filter, or I needed to be more skinnier, like whatever it was, I was on this journey. And it got to the point that it was so much more mentally draining, trying to create this like, um, perfection for social media. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point where it was just like, I'm just going to show up. And it was just like, I'm gonna write whatever I feel. Um, I remember that I was not great at grammar when I was growing up. And I get picked on so much. So it got to the point where I didn't want to like Mm. talk about on Facebook or write sentences because I didn't have a comma on it or like write things because I have a, it wasn't a correct grammar. I don't know. I just had this like weird, like light bulb moment and was like, I don't care no more. (laughs) Like, like get to the, I get to the point of life where it's like, Mm. if you need it, like it will come to you. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to share it. And I believe that when you really understand your why and you become mm-hmm. self-disciplined in that why and you realize why exactly you were created on this earth, your true destiny, and it could be multi-destinies, but mm-hmm. understanding that this is the reason why, then you can always stay consistent. You can always, you can like turn down the haters. And yeah. a lot of my clients deal when you're not giving strategies on how to build up their followers or build up their engagements, they're going to have some haters come through. I had a recent experience with one of my clients where obviously her strategy is for TikTok to gain her followers. And mm. one, of her, one of her thing exploded to 10K views. And she started getting a lot of people kind of not so nice comments. And she mm-hmm. messaged me, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I need to take a day off. I'm so excited. And I was like, like, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. But I was like, understanding that each comment is a reflection of them, not about you. Mm. No, no comment is, is, is never about the person. Like, even if they talk all craps about my appearance, all craps about what I'm saying, it's never about them. Because if you think about it, people that have a healthy relationship with themselves, mm-hmm. with partners, they're not, they're not like roaming around, tearing other people down for no reason. Yeah. It's, it's because of the self-reflection of them. And I always tell people, every day um 
the reaction to rejection is a reflection of your self-love. Mm. was understanding how are you going to react to rejection and if you can have a moment of when you get rejected and just have a little moment and think and that you reacted to it you can you can see exactly how you treat yourself mm. um, I look at that every, every time I every time I get rejected or somebody else's or I, or I reject somebody else's I look into mm. that completely I'm like wow they're not treating yourself with respect um, wow, they have they need some time to take care of themselves more because of how they reacted. And so I think when it comes to social media, is really knowing that social media is not for you. It's for mm-hmm. other people. And it's to share your story. If that is sharing about your family, if that is even like people that are not in an entrepreneur, they just want to share about their traveling experience, sharing about they have a new baby. And the day is for connecting, for connecting old friends to new friends and mm-hmm. just being like, we're proud of you or we want to see how you're doing without having a physical connection with you. Um, and so I think it's big for social media is knowing that it's not for you, it's for other people. And when mm-hmm. you can have that appreciation, when you do your vlogs when you do your youtube that will give you like okay it it is what it is and i'm gonna take my time with this and i told all my clients when they're doing some vulnerability um Mm -hmm. videos or anything they're doing that is very uncomfortable i tell them do it then shut your phone off go give yourself a reward Mm -hmm. and don't look at it until 24 hours wow yeah because i because you get the urge to want to delete it you want to like mm-hmm. look at it eighteen thousand times but you're just going to give you anxiety so it's best to like distract your brain and then hopefully maybe you forget about it and then you go back to it and i was like don't look at the views don't look at the comments don't look at don't yeah. look at the likes i want you just to to understand what you did in 24 hours that what have you been scared for for years or months and Mm. that is the accomplishment not the likes not the views not the engagement it's what you did that is the accomplishment and if we can get back to like giving ourselves thanks for what we're doing uncomfortably that's Mm. when we continue to duplicate we can continue to give back we can continue to knowing that our self-worth is reflected only on us not on other people um yeah so that's kind of like I guess that's kind of like a little bit of my answer <laughs> and then it's just like giving back and just knowing that yeah social media is not for you it's for somebody else and so really mm-hmm. taking the heart of and even thinking about I always say you know in a sense of like jealousy it's not really mm-hmm. like oh I want to be that person blah blah if you're seeing something that's making you jealous, it's deep down something that you have not done. So yeah. like, for example, maybe, you know, I see your podcast, maybe somebody sees your podcast, like, oh my God, Samantha, you know, X, Y, and Z, maybe giving you mean comments. Um, but deep down, it's, that's a self-reflection of them. So mm-hmm. they've probably been wanting to do a podcast for so long or wanting to get themselves out there, but they're so uncomfortable or they're not at the place they want to be. So they feel like they have to target somebody else because they're not at a place where they need to be. And mm-hmm. so it's important to, I think, as well as reflect on ourselves. I tell my friends all the time, because when they start judging people, I'd be like, you, <laughs> you're just judging yourself. Yeah. Like, you don't judge no people for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time I hear my friends judge, I'm like, oh, okay. I know a lot about you now. And they're like, what? Like it comes judgment always comes back to you and yeah. so it's important for us even when we scroll on Instagram if we are feeling if our, we are feeling some type of way if it's about like body images if it's about like people content like it's important to 
like understand what that feeling is and to ask yourself, is this a good content that I should be consuming for my mental health? I think that's really Mm -hmm. important for a lot of people to understand. I think I embrace people to unfollow people and it's not a personal issue. I think, I mean, a personal um, thing to do, it's more of a peace of mind. So if you're following all these models and if you're following all these, like all these people that have like these, like, like waste and, and all this, like the everything, (laughs) um, and it's making you sad every day. It's making you depressed. It's making you have anxiety. It's making you, you know, maybe overeat or undereat. You know, it really start to learn, like, okay, let me just unfollow them for a week or two weeks mm-hmm. and figure out how you feel. Or if you're on TikTok a lot and you're realizing I'm depressed, maybe take it a time out and be like, okay, I'm not allowed to get a TikTok unless it's for 15 minutes a day and see how your emotions change. It's important to recognize that everything not even social media but everything we consume it is going to reflect our outcome of our day yeah and it's so important for us to recognize okay if I'm talking to this person or if I'm on social media it is going to affect me in a good way or a bad way and when you can recognize what it affects you you can realize like okay this is my obstacle maybe I'm on TikTok for three hours and it's making me depressed and it's making me angry or maybe I'm watching this talk show I had, a, I had a good friend of mine. She was walk, watching a reality TV show. And the next thing you know, she turned into a reality TV show. She was cussing. She was wearing what they were wearing. And she came up to me. She was like, I don't understand why I'm cussing so much. She was like, I want to stop. Mm-hmm. I was like, the first thing I asked her was like, what are you consuming? And yeah. she was like, well, I'm consuming a reality TV show. I'm hanging around with this and this and that. I was like, that's why you are mm-hmm. who you are. And so now she like, I remember she cut back around. She like stopped like cold turkey on reality TV shows for (laughs) three months and she didn't cuss for so long. And she started to like have this self-reflection of like, oh my God, I did not know that this could really affect me the way it actually did when I stopped. So I think it's Mm -hmm. so important for us to take a look at what we view and what we consume because a big part of our character as well. Oh, I love that so much. Almost doing a little audit of what is needed and what is no longer helpful. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And I love that you, <laughs> I love that you told your friend that that is so interesting that she was starting to become a little talk show. <laughs> yeah, she, she went way too far. Like, <laughs> like this girl, you, you need to calm down somewhere. But she was just like, I feel like I'm, I'm being different. We're like, we know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you are. <laughs> it was doing COVID she had nothing to do it was too much (laughs) she was starting to be on the view (laughs) yeah very much and we were the audience (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny oh and so to pivot a little bit I want to talk about the courses that you're starting to do so I know that we were you were telling me this before you pressed Oh my gosh, let me start over. You were telling me this before I pressed record um, that something you noticed with a lot of your clients was procrastination and how procrastination can really block us from achieving what we need to achieve. And so from that, you have built some really amazing offerings. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Of course. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I had a course out maybe about a year ago. Um, it was called kind of the growth mindset mentality. And as I was kind of going through the process of it, seeing a lot of surveys, as well as talking to a lot of people on the phone about this course, I started to realize a common denominator. And one of the biggest things I keep hearing is, oh, I'm just so procrastinating on this. I'm procrastinating on my business. I'm procrastinating mm-hmm. on losing weight. I'm procrastinating on this. And I'm just like, okay, 
like it just like a light bulb went off and I was like let me make a specific course about procrastination and that's where the door opened up to the procrastination academy and I went to I studied about like a good nine months about exactly how can you overcome procrastination and I even did it for my life I asked myself okay what am I procrastinating on today and I will figure out how can I overcome it by my strategies and I realized that procrastination is not like you don't have a time management problem. You don't have like, mm. oh, it's a lazy problem. It's actually an emotional regulation problem. Mm. So it's like you have decided I'm not going to do this thing because it's going to make me feel this way or I'm avoiding a feeling or I'm putting off something. And it's not necessarily the task. It's the more emotion behind the task. For example, maybe mm. you have an email to your boss. And maybe your boss is very critical about your emails. And so every time you send the emails, you always have so much anxiety. So you decide to clean your room. You decide to do grocery shop. You decide to do everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Send that email to your boss because it's the emotion behind it. So so Mm -hmm. I created a, a strategy to help you out, kind of a blueprint of this is my task. This is my emotion and go to A to Z to figure out how I can write that email with having a peace of mind and with understanding my own emotions towards that. And I think with me kind of kind of goes all back to what we we're talking about, but with me being become very vulnerable with me expressing my emotions this year, it really kind of mapped out of like, this is where my company is kind of evolving. And it really mm-hmm. kind of was like, this is the way because of the Procrastination Academy. And the Procrastination Academy is a very emotional kind of course because it's all about your emotions. Mm-hmm. And it's all about like being aware of your emotions when it comes to tasks, when it comes to, you know, your part, not only it can be tasks, but it all can be like goals. Maybe your goal is to get into a relationship this year and you're procrastinating because maybe your other relationships didn't work out. So mm-hmm. now it's accepting what do I need to do to get out of my own way in order for me to get my goals. And it's just really to dive in deep to your own emotions, your own things that you want and how to make a blueprint. So I offer this seven modules, a very, very wow. full um, seven modules going to go into depth as well as a community of accountability, the same mind, same mindsetters in the Facebook group. And we talk about, okay, what are your goals for this week? Okay. What are some things you procrastinate this week and why you procrastinate it and share me your emotions on your procrastination. And it's just a, a way to like have women in there be like, I procrastinated on, you know, trying to make a pumpkin for my daughter, you know, <laughs> or I procrastinated <laughs> on like moving emails, but it's just, I want that environment of like, we're all, we're all struggling the same way. And when we can get in a group to be okay with talking about our struggles and, and also having solutions with it, we can be accountable for each other and we can know that it's okay that we're going through this stuff. And I really wanted to make a community about that. And so that's kind of one of my biggest courses, as well as I'm doing another courses when it comes to like emotional intelligence, your mindset, mm-hmm. um, imposter syndrome, which is like, I feel mm-hmm. like an imposter when I you know talk or whatever I do, I'm really kind of kind of diving deep into that. I'm doing a lot. I realized a lot of people asks me about going from insecurity to secure. 
and what how can I take those steps for myself to get there so that is something I'm creating in the development of like how you become secure in yourself when you are very insecure and I, I give a blueprint to that so these are some like mini courses that I want to give out to the public at affordable rate and just say here's something that I think you are going to really value and I hope that it changes your life every single day and you use these strategies to really understand your self-worth and to know that you are worthy for whatever you want to do. Mm, I love that so much and I love something that you said which was kind of like procrastination is not laziness but it's showing us what we need to focus on or maybe even sometimes it's showing us like we don't need to be maybe we need to look for a new job if we're always procrastinating emailing our toxic boss like how can we listen to procrastination and like use the wisdom that it has for us to guide us into what we should be doing that's exactly what it is and I I really feel mm-hmm. like you know it, it's so I feel like procrastination could get a bad rep <laughs> Because when you think about procrastination, it's like, you know, you, you associate it with laziness, you associate yeah. it with, like, you associate it with everything negative. And it really is just like procrastination is really like becoming mindful of your own thoughts. That's, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. And once you can become mindful of your thoughts and your emotions, that's when you can intentionally decide which way is a healthier way to go. And I think one of the biggest things with procrastination is kind of what I talked about before about rewarding good behaviors and rewarding bad behaviors. Mm-hmm. A lot of the big cycle of procrastination is that we reward procrastination. So mm-hmm. I had a great, when I'm in this, um, in this course, I'm also talking in the course and I'll talk about, I do a lot of vulnerability stories to, to, to teach um, the people that does this course to give them more of an intimacy as well as kind of a life experience. Mm. And I remember kind of going through procrastinating when I was like procrastinating work. And I was like, oh, I'm procrastinating. I'm watching Netflix, this and that. And then after I procrastinate, I will reward myself with sushi. (laughs) I love it. I'm like getting my nails done. I'm like, yes, I had a good day. And reality is I procrastinated the whole day. But that's telling my mind, that's telling my brain that whatever I did is a good thing. So then I get into the endless cycle of procrastinating because I know if, if my if my body, my brain procrastinate, I know that I'm going to get sushi. I'm going to get my nails done in the day. So if I stop rewarding myself, my brain, my dopamine is going to try to figure out how do I get rewards? How do I get rewards? Mm. So once I started to like, okay, sit down, write this email, go work out, do this. And once you do this, then you can get a reward. But when we reward our bad habits with procrastinating, it's reinforcing that this is good things. And Mm -hmm. we have to be aware of when we reinforce stuff that makes sure it's a good behavior. Because when we reinforce bad behavior, you're just going to continue doing it. It's the same philosophy as children, because in a a sense, we're all children. Mm -hmm. And so the same philosophy, if you tell a child, don't eat candy before before your dinner and they eat a candy before your dinner are you gonna be like oh my god you did a great job honey like oh my god (laughs) you're gonna get you're gonna get rewarded you're gonna get a pizza party you're gonna get all this stuff for you because you ate candy before dinner and then what is that kid gonna do the next day he's gonna eat candy he's gonna eat candy before dinner because he got (laughs) rewarded (laughs) yeah we have to think about that in our own situations how do we stop rewarding bad behaviors and start rewarding good behaviors? And that's how, I think that's one of the biggest secrets in consistency and discipline and really controlling um, what to procrastinate on and how to overcome it. 
Wow. Oh my goodness. I love it so much. And so this is all things that you're teaching in the Procrastination Academy. Is that open now or when does that open? It is open now, ready for enrollment. Um, you can um, go to us, the procrastinationacademy.com and sign up. It's a very reasonable fee. You can do it at 500 for the whole flat fee or $50 per month for 12 months. It's such a great program. Very interesting. Like it's very like hands-on. I made it where it wasn't like, it is seven modules, but it's very like short modules where you can sit, you can do it on a break time. You can have like a five minute break. You can do one video at a time, but I've made it where it's eatable, where it's like very like not as intuitive, um, just very simple. And something that, that I will give you, I go through, you guys have homework assignments and I go through it with you exactly on my experience, the very personal experiences. And I write down the things I procrastinated on. You see like the day of my life of like me procrastinating on stuff. <laughs> and what did I do to change this philosophy and how I reward myself in a good way, how I reward myself in a bad way. And I believe in understanding consequences. That's a big thing also with procrastination, understanding good consequences and bad cons- and negative consequences, as well as like, you know, being honest with yourself. If the truth is that you want to get to this goal, I think the biggest thing is figuring out, you know, the only person that are in our way is us. You know, we blame every everybody in our way. But the actual reality is the only big thing is us. And yeah. so we can acknowledge I am in my own way because of X, Y, and Z. Now I'm ready to fix it. Now I'm ready to get out of my own way so I can start to give back and give my value to the world. Wow. Oh, that's all so wonderful. And I'm so excited for folks to register for that Procrastination Academy. And you also offer one-on-one and just kind of regular mindset group coaching. Is that right? Okay. I do. Yeah. So I also offer one-on-one coaching. Um, You can sign up and get an initial call and kind of discovery call, see how I can benefit from your life and vice versa. Um, And some strategies that I think will help you during that one-on-one call. And we can set up a like three-month plan, six-month plan, or a year plan to make sure you can get to your goals and what's, what's really stopping you getting your way. And that's something that if you are wanting to dive into more intensity work when it comes to mindset and more intensity work when it comes to emotional mm-hmm. intelligence. That is something that is for you, the one-on-one, because I do not take it easy <laughs> on my clients <laughs> whatsoever, because I believe in a strong accountability and um, I-, I believe in the power of working for your goals. And as well as I do do group coaching as well, bunch of amazing, amazing mindset. And we just kind of hop on a group. I usually do a 10 minute discussion. I think last time I did a group, um, I did about imposter syndrome and we kind of talked about that. I'm a big believer in listening to other people's stories. So the group coaching, I feel like it's more of like a networking, (laughs) It's more of like just hearing everybody's stories, you know, asking, you know, how I can, you know, help them each other out. And I do fun 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 activities on the thing but I feel like it's such a big value and I think you always change your mindset in those group coaching and as well as now I'm doing kind of mini courses very affordable mini courses I have one about um, $27 for negative um, negative thoughts how to overcome your negative thoughts what is negative thoughts Um, is it associated with your self-worth like how can you how can you stop the negative thinking and that's a big big seller and as well as like something that I love to talk about my biggest thing is um, understanding that you are not your thoughts and how mm-hmm. to distinguish and disassociate your thoughts from your self-worth and that's a very intense course but as well as you will 
seek a lot of value in that course because it really will will put some perspective about your negative thoughts and then now I'm kind of doing some other smaller courses that will be coming out this year as well so just kind of things that we all struggle with and I hope my guidance and my education can just help other people to also help other people and kind of just kind of doing a give back and yeah just kind of just wanted to embrace just embrace the human experience Oh, wonderful. And I think you have such a beautiful balance. You're, you're overwhelming with love and, and kindness and gentleness. But I also love that you can bring that more disciplined, accountable approach. So you, you are definitely such an amazing coach and person and you have so much beautiful balance to offer your clients. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. That is so sweet. You're welcome. I'm so excited for people to check out those offerings. Um, so before we go, I like to ask my guests to either set our guests or our listeners up with a resource or a challenge or an activity or an exercise that they can do in the next week. Oh, I love that. I will say um, do something that makes you uncomfortable this week, something that you have been feeling like you're procrastinating on or something that was like, you know, I'm scared to do this. If that is sending out a text message, if that is going through a job interview, if that is going live on social media, if that is starting your business, if that is starting the LLC, do something uncomfortable and like be okay letting it scare you because if it doesn't scare you it means you don't want it bad enough so if it scares you that is something good your body is telling you that this is this is what you want to do so I think a big thing is doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable and being okay getting out of your comfort zone it, it's scary but I, I believe me 100 percent it mm -hmm. is going to be a big impact in your life um so I would say that is my that would be my goals for your listeners. Ooh, I love it. And listeners, if you do take us up on that challenge, make sure and tag me and Bria or let us know how it goes. Yes, most definitely. I would love that. And Bria, what is your social media and what is your website? Of course, my website is www.asalifecoaching.com as well as my Instagram is I am Bria Blount. My TikTok is Bria Blount. My Facebook is Bria Blount. And I do have a entrepreneur women um, group mm -hmm. called the Mindsetter Community. Um, we just kind of, it's all about mindset, all about entrepreneur women, just kind of helping each other out. And yeah, definitely like follow me on Instagram, DM me. I love getting DMs. I love responding to them. Um, my TikTok people, I ask people to give me questions about their mindset and I try to do videos. I try to do six videos a day to just give you guys as much, as much value as I can, because it's, life is hard already. <laughs> so I try to help as much as I can to make life a little bit easier for individuals. Mm, you so do. You're so great at that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Samantha. Thank you so much for allowing me to share this space with you and yeah. allowing me to be in another season of this awesome, awesome podcast. Yeah. And I just appreciate you guys as listeners. I see you guys as comments. I see you guys as on DMs and I really do appreciate it. And all my heart, absolutely love you guys. And thank you so much for staying tuned to this podcast. 
Yes, thank you so much. But thank you, Bria. It's such an honor, like I said, to be able to connect with you um, and to really feel like this is a community space with you. I really appreciate your vulnerability and your openness through this episode too. Your vulnerability, which is also new-ish to you in your life, uh, is such a gift and such a guide to others. And you are doing such amazing work. Oh, thank you so much, Samantha. You're welcome. Thank you.